Well, welcome to It's Not a Lecture, Just a Thought. And today we begin another section of our series on reading the Bible from the perspectives of justice and peace. And we're going to be talking about uh, the creation myths that we've touched on already in the previous two episodes of the podcast when we looked at Genesis 1 and Genesis 3. But today we're going to take a bit of a, a dive into some of the creation stories that predate what we find in the texts in Genesis. So that episode is coming up next. DNA, DNA, DNA with Dion and Alan. Alan, we've uh, been talking about the creation story in uh, the first three chapters of, of Genesis, and uh, you've been unpacking some of the layers of that story and uh, helping us to understand how we can read the Bible. And I'm sure there are many more layers to, to that particular narrative in the Bible. I don't know if you want to maybe share one or two other insights that can help us to, to understand Genesis 1 to 3 and also the principles of, of reading the Bible. Thanks, Dion. There is another layer that we can look at. The Genesis creation story is probably a response to another creation story doing the rounds at that time. In fact, it was the dominant creation story. It was the Babylonian creation story. The The name that um, we give to it is the Enuma Elish, and it was written about 1,200 years before Christ. And that was the dominant creation story. And it's quite horrific, actually. It's about two of, first of all, there are many gods in this creation story, uh, there's there's Absu, who's the freshwater god. There's Tiamat, the saltwater god. And they were husband and wife. And they um, produce offspring. And one day they are fighting and um, having an argument. And from there, it just deteriorates into absolute chaos. And from their um, family feud, the the earth is created out of someone's skull that has been split open. Wow. And, uh, <laughs> and then human beings are introduced to be slaves to this multitude of gods. And the human beings are to serve the, the king, so to speak, without any question. And if people would like to look that up, you can Google it, Enuma, Elish. People can look that up and read um, about that creation story. So from that creation story, um, we learn a couple of things. One, there are many gods, not one god, that these gods um, established order by means of superior force, that evil is prior to good, that there wasn't um, good and then a fall from goodness, but that there was just evil right to, from, from the outset. And in actual fact, creation, as we see it, was a product out of a violent act. And uh, what we can deduce from that is God is violent, God is very short-tempted, and that human beings are born in that image and actually natural-born killers. <laughs> I mean, it's quite, quite horrific. And Unquestioning virtue to those in authority is the highest value for human beings. Now, that is the Babylonian creation story. Um, by all probability, the creation story in Genesis was written to counteract that story, to say, no, that story is not true. What that story is saying about God is false. What that story is saying about human beings is false. 
And so when we see it in the light of the Babylonian creation story, we see the biblical creation story correcting those falsehoods, namely that God is one. There's only one God. There's not a multitude of gods. And of course, that's, that's the central confession in uh, the Hebrew faith. Correct. So one God. The second is that this God is a loving God who creates creation out of love. Mm. Not out of animosity, not out of anger, and certainly not out of violence. Yeah. It was a loving act. Thirdly, human beings are created in the loving image of God. So we're not natural-born killers, as the Babylonian story would have it. We are natural-born Lovers. Wow, that's a lovely image. Natural-born lovers. And we can, we can conclude by saying that human beings are born in love, by love, and for love, yet with the freedom not to love. So the creation story is true, as we discussed last time. It is absolutely true in what it says about who God is and who human beings are namely our identity. We are born in love, by love, and for love. Now, Dion, that's what I would call my still point. What do I mean? When you see a compass, a compass has true north. It doesn't matter which direction you hold that compass, it will always point to true north. That's right. Now, this creation story teaches us our true north. That thing which remains unchangeable regardless of what situation you and I find ourselves in. The, the true north is that God is love. And the scriptures testify to that, that God is love. The second aspect of that true north is who human beings are. That we are born in God's image, namely the image of love. So we are born in love, by love, and for love. Now, Dion, that is the deepest truth about God, that God is love. Whenever you listen to anybody speak about God, always ask, them the, ask yourself the question, does that sound like love or not? Test it with that question. God is love. Secondly, human beings are born in the image of, of love and, uh, and created to be loving. That's the deepest truth about those people who are listening. That's the deepest truth about you and I that we are born in love, by love, and for love. If you are stirred by this message and would like to get in touch with us, please send us a text to plus two seven seven eight two seven eight five three hundred. For more audio and information on this series, please visit www.mannerandmercy.org. thanks for listening to this episode and uh, I hope you found it interesting. I must certainly say that um, Alan's way of thinking about things and relating what we believe to the broader historical and semantic context that we find in the scriptures is, is always a wonderful gift to me and, and has helped me along the way. Just to mention again, if you'd like to be in contact with either Alan or myself, you'll find our contact details in the show notes, our respective websites. And uh, it's just been wonderful to hear from people all over the world who are listening to the podcast. Um, I received a note from a friend, Janet Trisk, 
whose uh, Bible study are listening to the podcasts and uh, from people all around the world listening to them as they jog and do the vacuuming and cleaning at home. So that's great. Wherever you consume it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts or on Anchor.fm, we are grateful that you're listening and would love to be in touch. So tune in again for our next podcast where we continue our discussion on the creation narratives.